Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're You're listening listening to Mighty House. I'm Ron Calgill. The Mighty House team is back. And I guess the disheveled look is too, right? I think I look adorable today. Andrew, what do you think? <laughs> I didn't say you weren't. I didn't gel my hair this morning. So, so he also has the disheveled look. There you go. Uh, yes. See, it's in. You're Robbie. You're a trendsetter. Thank you. You can join us on Facebook Live right now. Brought to you in part by Mr. Floor and Maggie Rad. Also, $99 closing and uh, .com. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net. Tune in. Com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, for however long they're going to be around, SoundCloud, <laughs> and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And we're going to say this again. The Klein Tool of the Month is the Tradesman Pro Tough Box Cooler. It's a 48-quart cooler that's really cool looking, pun intended. You can call in throughout the show. Just bug Trixie, 877-711-5611. 7115611 you don't need to uh get ask a question on the air just call Trixie we're we're trying to keep her busy so she quits, quits bugging us that's really the key here so 8777115611 we've got the cooler it's sitting in my office it's ready for you to put to work out on the job site or camping or whatever you need to use it for so give us a call that's cool and uh, just tell Trixie to put put you on the Klein tool list. And we're giving that away next week. Yes, Robbie. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> if you had the thing up, you could follow along and then you'd know. Yes. Just say it. I, I, it just goes on. On and on and on and on and on. Well, that's why the hours seem short because the ins and outs are so long. long. See, then we so have long. less to talk, talk about. Go ahead. Oh, okay. It's your turn. So hours ago, Paul Clark posted on our live feed. Okay. And he said, coincidence, Montserrat was the name on the Will video this week. I had no idea what Paul was talking about. So I started looking. Okay. So I didn't know what the Will video was. And then I realized it was the baby video. Okay. Okay. So then I was watching it and the company that this was taking place in was called Montserrat. Okay. If I'm pronouncing that correctly. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Montserrate. Montserrate. A la montaña de Serrate. That's the Spanish pronunciation. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, what's the coincidence? I don't get it. So I look up Montserrate, and it's like it's a hill, blah, blah, blah. And then I realize it's in... Montserrat? Colombia. Specifically? Bogota. Where were you? Yeah. Bogota. Thank you. And now it comes full circle. <laughs> Paul Clark... Place. That was amazing, all the research you made me do. But thank you very much. 
He's talking about being in Bogota. We talk about a video and it's all the same place. Correct. I love it. Thank you very much, Paul. Okay, I'm done. See, that's where they grow moms to have cat-like reflexes then. Because their building codes are not as particularly as strong as as you might find in the United States. We, uh, the name of the company was Montserrat, but... Monserrate. But it wasn't necessarily in... Bogota? Bogota. It oh. was just the name of the company. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Is that how you say it there, Andrew? Monserrate. A la, uh, la Montaña de Serrate, sí. Oh, okay. Sí. If I just say, like, a bunch of vowels and consonants all together, and then I say it really fast. <laughs> they do speak very fast. Yeah. My I find that it's easier them. if you just put O on the end of everything. They'll figure it out. <laughs> Where O is O, the O, bathroom O. Oh, that's just... Then they figure wrong it out. They just know you're an idiot. <laughs> that's well, no. It's one out. of those things you can look stupid and open your mouth and uh-huh. confirm it. Sure. <laughs> or just stand there and stare at them. Excellent. So uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is during the break, you were talking about a house that was being built, Uh, two uh, two two houses across across the street street from you. Uh And you said one, they're doing everything right. And one, they're doing everything wrong. Yeah. What were they doing wrong? Well, one of them, um, when you watched, they, they framed everything up. They did older style framing, so it's not as easy to insulate. Um, so they, uh, the way they build their corners, you couldn't insulate them. So, you know, the corners are going to be leaky the way they put the, the sheathing on, they used OSB, which is just, you know, what, what do you call that? Uh, rich it's a vertical, vertical mulch, vertical mulch. So they used vertical mulch instead of plywood, which, um, I get, you know, it's okay. It passes code, but if it ever gets wet, it just falls apart. Um, and it just, it turns into a pile of sawdust. So then after that, they put the house wrap on, but they didn't overlap it properly. They didn't tape it. They just threw some house wrap on there because that's what the code says. You need house wrap. Right. And then, of course, you have all these openings, doors and windows. So how do you do that? So they cut the X and then in the opening and then they pull oh, and then it. they pull the wrap in. They pull it in and then they tacked it up the sides. So that that way, any water that does get on that can come down and nicely get uh, just directed right into the house. So how is it supposed to be? I get the you cut the you X. pull the you so you pull and it's I'll do this and then I'll explain why we do this. But anyway, you take that X, you mm-hmm. can cut the house wrap like that to open it. You pull it to the outside, and the four points you'd have from that X, you just tack it to the wall. Then you put your window in, and then you pull the Tyvek or Tyvar, your house wrap, back to the window, and you put that over the nailing fin. And then you tape the edges so that it now is sealed. And you start bottom, sides, then top, like you're roofing. Any water hits the top, it goes over the top of the sides, goes to the bottom, goes over the top of the sides, cannot get water in. By taking Tyvek and Tyvar, which is how almost every house I see in, up north built, you would pull that Tyvek or your, your house wrap inside the opening. It's the equivalent of tucking your raincoat into your pants. Into your boots. And this can't yes. be seen on an inspection. No. Oh, it can be seen all day long while they're doing the rough. Right. But nobody's windows. inspecting while no. they're doing this. No, and see, what we do too, though, is we cut it out and then we actually use a, a sill flashing and then uh, then we do uh, jam flashings so that that way, mm-hmm. uh, before you set the window. So now any water that does get in, it hits that, that jam flashing, hits that sill flashing and gets directed outside. 
So that right. way there's always a place for that moisture to go. Besides in the house, any water that does get in gets directed out. So, and, and then when you, when you're applying all of the house wrap, you're doing all your flashing, all your taping, you're just pretend like it's a roof so that that way any water that hits the top, when it hits that next layer, it's on the outside and it can never get inside by overlapping it the wrong way. Now, is this something that you think it's they don't know what they're doing or they're lazy? They don't. Care. It's lazy because every single window, if you go to any box store, any window distributor, every window has proper install instructions on it. There's only two of us in the room. <laughs> I didn't do it. There's only two of us in the room. <laughs> it's not me. We have a phone call. Yes. Um, so first up, we got Dan. He's from Park Forest. You could okay. say all day he, long, it's not you. He has a question about okay. bath exhaust vents and like a code specifically for Rich on like how to coordinate its its correlation with the attic vents. Got it. Andrew, there's a bath exhaust fan going right oh in gosh. this room. Was it you? <laughs> it was Quinn. All right. Uh, Did Quinn walk by? Oh my okay, God. Put, him, put him on the air. Hey, Dan, you're on Mighty House. Thanks for hanging on. Hey, how's it going today, guys? Good. Um, we're going to be changing our exhaust vents, uh, uh, venting because currently it vents into the attic. Uh, you know, the old style of in the sure. 80s when people used to stuff the, the, uh, exhaust up there and guilty as charged. Try to build mold. Yeah. Try to build the mold in the attic. Yep. Anyways, uh, we're trying to, uh, we want to vent it out through the soffit instead of putting a penetration through the roof. Okay. Mm -hmm. And was wondering how far away from an, uh, an attic soffit vent it must be. Like the, the vents in your... In this, he's already got soffit vents in there, so that's right. actually feeding the convection currents for his roof vent. So how far from that does he want? So actually, I've never had anybody ever ask that. Nope. And I actually don't know if there's a real good rule there, but I guess I agree with you. I wouldn't put it next to it because you're going to blow steam out and that vapor is then going to go right back up in through that soffit vent on a warmer day. So that's a good question. I would yeah. say if you've got them every four feet, stick it in the middle. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? But that's, Thanks, a, that's a hell of a damn good question. All right. Hey, Dan, hang on a second. Uh, we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You are listening to... Oh, sure. Now this time yeah. it didn't come in on time. Yeah, Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Here I come to save the day. Here they come to save the day. This is Mighty House. All right, there we go. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House on the Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. If somebody wanted a newsletter, Rich, how can you do that? Go to MightyHouse.net. Click on the Contact Us page. Put in your first, last name, your email address. Scroll on down and click on Boom Done. All right, there we go. And now, the benefit of the newsletter yeah. is links and stuff. I, I know you were about to speak, but That's I love the delay from here. So that you get the newsletter, it will tell you who's going to be on the show, and it will give you a link directly to their website, products, whatever. Yep. So, it, it, And I have to apologize to Ash, who was gracious enough to stand in for you last week. Yes. Um, 
somehow me taking over, I this the sending out of the newsletter failed. Uh-huh. So last week, yes, Ash's contact information did not get out there. So I apologize. Excellent. So we're still talking to Dan. We were talking to Dan through the break there. And if you were listening on the Facebook, you heard that. So um so what we were talking about too is venting through the uh, bath fan out through the soffit versus the roof, which is fine. You can do that. And then during the break there, we were talking about what kind of duct work you would be. Quack, quack. Uh, quack. Thank you. <laughs> you would be running. And Rich is, because he's down south, he's not worried about condensation as much as we are up here. So he right. would just be running, have, you know, regular hard, hard wall, wall duct work. And, and normally that's what we used to do. We didn't never really use the flex or the aluminum flex stuff, uh, just because of condensation and issues there. So we've now upgraded recently. A couple of years ago, we started using the four inch insulated duct so that that way that moisture and that warm air has a chance to get outside before it condenses. So, uh, Dan, are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay. So that brings everybody up to speed that was, wasn't listening on the Facebook and, um, so is there a reason you don't want to cut through the roof or is it just, you prefer not to new roof. I prefer not to, it's also a fairly new roof and I'd yeah. sure hate to, to just be messing around with it. I thought the, since we're so close to the soffit, uh, it might be an easier, an easier project yeah. that way. Absolutely. And the bigger problem I have with roof jacks is if you have any bathrooms towards the front of the house, you don't want a roof jack on the front of the house. Mm-hmm. So then, in, in being a genius and wanting it in the back, you run 30 feet of 4-inch to, to that <laughs> roof jack, and most of it's going uphill to the roof. You know what I mean? So you create a bigger issue. You want it to be as close to the fan as possible. And the soffit vents, I mean, they got the 4-inch round vents that you stick in your soffit. You don't see them from the street. I mean, yep. it's just the right way to do it. Yep. Yep. And then just make sure the dampers are on there, that you've got a damper <clears> on the vent, and you've got a damper on your fan. Just to keep that backflow from, uh, you know, wind pressures pushing through there and, and, uh, and cut down on that, on the air leakage. So yeah, if you the, do that, you'll the be only fine. other unusual choice I do have is I have a, uh, a vent stack, uh, for the, um, uh, for the old furnace mm-hmm. that's still there. So it's probably B vent. Okay. And, mm-hmm. uh, I could actually vent out through that. Technically you could, but again, you're, you're, if that's a six-inch round or something like that, then you don't actually have the volume to get the air out. Because a lot of times, even when people took their furnace off and the only thing you had going up that was your water heater, um, you'd have a lot of condensation and backdraft because the water heater doesn't put out enough heat to actually cause the stack or convention convection current to draft properly. So yeah, uh, I don't ha- I don't have anything. I removed both. So, uh, but you just have uh, the so yeah. it's actually dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that would actually, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it would actually have, the fans would have enough to push the vapor all the way out. Well, the new, the, I, we just installed some new Panasonics, I think. And I think even, uh, Brone and Newtone, they now are using a six inch round ductwork, uh, just to get the m- more volume through there, you know, because they're the higher. Are you using the, the remote fans? No, no, no. These are, uh, and they're also, uh, uh, you can dial them in. There's, they're 50, 80, and 110. You can dial the CFM on them. So, uh, but there's, they're, just to keep the noise down, they're going from four inch to six inch. Uh, gotcha. And so some of that ductwork is six inch. So I would check to make sure if you're going to use that B vent, one, you want to put a damper on it. You don't want to leave it open. And then two, um, 
you would want to make sure whatever size that is that you that's the same size of the ductwork that the fan that you're going to use. Um, do you guys have a uh, recommendation on how to size vents for your bathroom? Double whatever you whatever it says, double it. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and always keep in mind too, like the fans only go up, you know, if you got to nail it to a joist or something. And a lot of guys won't add a blocking, so immediately out of the fan, they do a hundred and eighty degree turn. Yep. Which just cut the efficiency down by 37% or 40%. Uh, here comes George. Yep. Um, but, um, and that's fine, George. It, but it decreases the efficiency so much that you have to upsize the fan. So straight lines, everything. But yeah, I, I had in a powder 70 or 80 CFM and master bath, anything with showers or tubs, I'd go to 110 minimum. Yep. What's the size of your bathroom? Um, uh, probably about 13 by 10 or so. Ooh. Um, it's, uh, it's going well, to be redoing it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So location is a good part of it. You know, we lovingly call them things fart fans, but quite honestly, that's not what he they're there that. for. He said that. So that's what we call them. Yeah. But that's not what they're there for. They're there to remove excess moisture from showering, bathing, whatever. So you really want to get it outside the shower door. Right. You know what I mean? Why, that's why the not best location. The not typically don't put them inside the shower just because they're not wet location rated, which sounds funny. Pan, Panasonic is wet loca- location rated. Yeah. Then, then fine. Put you, it in the shower. Then you can. It's just a matter of the rating. So yeah, I just don't generally, okay. generally you go buy a $20 or a, you know, $40 cheapo bath fan. It's not going to do that. Right. Right. So if you're using a Panasonic, uh, that, that, that is a really good fan. Uh, we try to use them all the time. Uh, but Brone and Newtone are really catching up with the with the Panasonics. So the only other thing I would suggest that you might want to think about is get one with a humidity-controlled switch so that that way it runs until the humidity drops in the bathroom to whatever you've got it set at, and then it'll turn off. So Because mm-hmm. when you get done with the shower and, you know, you brush your teeth, you walk out the door and you turn everything off, the humidity is still in there. So that way that Wait. fan will continue to run. Well, I actually have a, a, a timer. Okay. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a dig, dig, digital uh, switch, so we got five, t- uh, one, five, ten, thirty, and sixty. Yeah. So, yep. So that's a good, no, that's good. That's, that's a good option too. That, that's that's a good way to go. Dan, thanks for the call, man. It's but, awesome. But, but, probably, but, probably but, people probably learn more about math fans than they want to. Yeah, they're nice. I mean, that way. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for your help, guys. All right, good luck. No problem. Bye. So the listeners probably just learned more about bath fans than they ever cared. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, Robbie. She tuned out. I'm really thirsty. I could really go for a cup of frozen water. So her and George are going back and forth. So he says, Robbie, you know, with when you're dealing with water, you've obviously got the boiling point, the dew point, and the freezing point. So. Uh-huh. So the liquid water is more your dew point water. And that's fine. But nobody says, I'd like a cup of frozen water. They say I want a cup of ice. Uh-huh. No one no, says they say I want like... a s- slushy. And no one says I want a cup of liquid water. So you yeah, have but, water. Okay, so right now my outdoor humidity is eighty-eight oh. percent. So if I went outside with my cup empty, uh huh, put a cap on it, you would have a cup of water vapor. Yes, there you go. You would have I... a cup of vapor. No, no, because yeah. if you came inside and cooled it down, you would actually get water in there. Mm-hmm. But it's. So if, if you, I put it in the freezer, it would condense, and I'd have a little bitty tiny ice cube in the bottom. Yep. Right, but you wouldn't have water ice. Yeah, I would. No, eventually, yeah, it would be. Small. And then and if I took have, it out of the freezer, I would have liquid water. Yeah, you'd have water. You'd have water. 
<laughs> you'd have a cup of water ice. Oh no, from eighty-eight percent humidity, I'd only have like five molecules. <laughs> yeah. Of what? Depends on the temperature. Yeah. Of water. <laughs> so here's what you do, Rich. Take a regular a glass glass. Go outside and then take cellophane and put it over the top of it and seal it. And then bring it into the air conditioning. Right. And I would have condensation on the top, which is liquid water. Yeah, right. You'd have condensation. You wouldn't have... Water. Liquid water. Liquid water. You would have... Yeah. You'd have water. No. Have condensation li- is... Water. Well, think of condensation as sort of like an adjective because that it, it's really not, but it's just a way of telling you how I got the water. If I told you it was condensation, you'd know I had trapped water vapor and that it had cooled into liquid water. The only thing I can think of <laughs> is that, like, people are freezing, you know, Kool Aid. Uh huh. You know, so can well, I? Well, that's have... not water. That's Kool Aid. Right. Kool Aid. So you say, water. can I have a glass of frozen Kool Aid? No, that's yeah, a you want a, that's a that's you a, want a frozen pop. That's that's a that's a yeah, that's a popsicle. Right. It's not Therefore it's not I don't Kool-Aid. have to say I would like a glass well, of frozen have you ever, water. So if you want well then why didn't you just start with solid water? Why did you use liquid water to make your Kool-Aid? Why didn't you if you want it really cold, just start with the, the frozen stuff? Yeah, the solid water. <laughs> <laughs> Has George chimed back in yet? <laughs> no, I mean, my guess is he's typing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying. Just saying. I know. All right. Just saying. As I was doing research for clutter clarity things, yeah, um, it was interesting. There's a survey done on. <laughs> and honest- I got Bob coming in here like this. Yeah, oh yeah, here comes Bob too. Yeah, on honesty in the world. Uh huh. These this group dropped seventeen thousand wallets around the globe to teach about honesty and what gets returned and what doesn't get returned. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because... The um, cash never gets returned. Well, they say... Cash. I would just take out enough to cover the postage. Sure. There you go. I'd leave the receipt in the wallet, which is hard to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Because I already packaged it, but... People were likely to return a wallet when it contained a higher amount of money. Really? Yeah. And they did this around the world. 17,000 lost wallets in 40 countries. Over and? more than two years. The more money it had, the more likely it was to be returned. Really? So here, the, Bob's got a great one here. So you got to hear this. This will only help. <laughs> it'll help clarify things for Robbie. No. No. Frozen I is clarify. a term. Yeah. Frozen is a term of the state of a material. Steel is frozen because it is liquid at X thousand degrees. So technically, steel's frozen when you work with it. Condensation is the transform of vapor back to liquid. Glass is a super cooled liquid which is different than frozen in a way. And he's right. Glass yes. is a liquid. People it, don't realize that. It's still That's fluid. Why, like, what real, is liquid old... steel called? Molten. Molten. Okay. So do I ask for a, a hardened molten? molten? No, I ask for steel. <laughs> do I ask for liquid steel or do I ask for molten steel? Liquid steel is hard to transform. Yeah. Or tra- transport, so you don't usually buy it that way. I'm just saying. I don't just call saying. it liquid steel. I call it molten. Robbie is just saying. And with that, we'll take another quick break and come back with your phone calls next. Please. 877-711-5611. Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Lisa and I built your room. But I don't like this clown. Uh, I wouldn't take it down if I were you. It's a load-bearing poster. 
It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Mr. Floor, Maggie Red, and 99dollarclosing.com. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. That number again, 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at mrfloor.com. Oh, what's she doing? She missed the dot com. Yeah. I just like. What's she doing? He went right into I just, it. I just like bopped it out. You did. I just knocked it out. <sighs> Hmm. Didn't even hesitate. Just just wow. rolled with it right there. So, oh, and if you want the Klein tool, uh, we've got a couple. We've got a couple lines open. If you want to enter for that Klein tool of the month, we've got that forty-eight quart uh, cooler we're giving away. That is a Klein. And how much was that worth there, Rich? It was like a a buck fifty. Buck fifty. It's a yeah, hundred fifty bucks retail. Yep, for a uh, forty-eight quart cooler. So give Trixie a call eight seven 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 one one. Five six one one. Tell her you want to be in the drawing for the Klein Tool of the Month, and we will actually have that drawing next week. So you want to get your name in the in the in the hat for that, mm-hmm. and then Andrew will actually draw the name next week because that's what he does. <laughs> so, little meme. Stop complaining about your life. There are literally people living in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. There you go. Okay. Anywho. Robbie. Anywho. Um, I was just going to say that, uh, so recently I was somewhere and I, for the first time ever, I left my purse hanging on the back of a chair. Okay. I don't even know. I was really distracted one day. I was a at public a public place. Yeah. Really? Really. Just like so much going on. I was at lunch break from a job and I was at a pop bellies and, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, no, you know, I don't know what I was thinking or not thinking. Anyway. Was so, there anything left in it? Uh, everything but $100. Really? Yes. And I had a young helper with me that day, and that was her pay, you know. So I, I had it with me because I knew I was going to give it to her. And it was just so weird. So it was turned into the front counter. and I What, just, your purse was or the 100 My bucks? purse was. Okay. And so I said to the people at the counter, I go, oh, do you know who, did they leave a number or anything? Because I want to give them something for, and they said, no, you know, we don't know. And then my $100 is gone. I'm like. That was their tip. Somebody. <laughs> somebody. And yeah, I, but that's a not, it, that, it's still wrong for them to have done that. But on the other side, it, it would have cost you more than $100 in frustration and time to get the driver's license and credit. Tons you know what I mean? So and yep. tons. <laughs> I still think people should just return it. and But the problem, you know, and then allow the recipient to then be generous but sure right because that was the first thing i said do you know who it was so i'm probably afraid you'd give them 10 percent, and the 10 bucks wasn't going to do a scrap (laughs) but you know i'm wondering because i I don't know i just had a feeling like the person who turned it in are they going to go through it or the counter that it was sitting behind Mm -hmm. you know because i just said i'll be back at the end of my you know three hours later was it just too tempting sitting there for three hours Oh, yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe. At a, you know, fast food-ish restaurant. Uh -huh. I don't know. I just feel bad about the whole thing. I'm glad I got it back. So it sure. was just funny to come across this article that so many of these things are turned back in. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you must find a lot of stuff on job sites, no. don't you? No. Didn't you say like in between walls? You No, I mean, there's no money. You know, we, we find tools or something like that or, you know. Old toys. Toys, yeah. Fell down vents or whatever. The, the garbage that they didn't want to haul out, so they stuck it in the floor and, and in the walls before they drywalled. You know. I always had the coolest <laughs> thing I ever found was a complete newspaper from like 1920. Yep. Pulled up the old linoleum and they had used that as an underlayment. Yep. And because it was flat and dry for all those years, it was in great shape. I was able to lift it off and put it all back together and have this newspaper and looking at Ford ads, you know, I could get a new car for 600 bucks. Yep. yep. People would put their garbage, leave their garbage in the house? All the time. All the no, time. the previous remodel, you know, on the previous remodel. They just leave, they throw everything in the walls so they don't have to carry it out. Or if they've got the floor open, they just pack it all into the floor. Yeah. And then we get to that. clean it up. Yes, yeah. we vacuum the houses. I don't and like All that. the plates and wall places yep. prior to drywall to yep. make sure there is nothing there. Yep, exactly. Hey, who do we have on the phone there, Andrew? Uh, on the phone, we've got George from um, Shanahan. Hey, George, you're on Shanahan. Mighty House. We love Shanahan. <laughs> you're near Joliet uh, and Manuka. I, I wasn't by the Facebook machine, so I had to quit typing to Robbie, so I thought I better call in. Okay. <laughs> nice. How you doing, George? Uh, <laughs> good, guys. Hey Robbie, I got an experiment for you. No. <laughs> I want you to take a I want you to take a bottle of pop and I want you to put it in the freezer and leave it in there a couple hours so it gets nice and cold. And then I want you to take the pressure off the bottle by removing the cap and watch it instantly go to ice. Uh-huh. Because that's the principle of refrigeration. Cause we're going to take the pressure off it, and we're going to turn your water or your soda pop to ice at room temperature once you remove it. It's not going to be frozen when you take it out of the refrigerator, but once the you take the pressure off of it, it will turn to ice. Why? This is the way. <laughs> it's the <laughs> principles of, of pressure, different, different liquid or different, uh, how should I say it? Compounds. Different substances can, can have all three states of being, solid, liquid, and vapor form. And the way your house air conditioning works is we take that refrigerant that's in your system and cycle it and change the pressures. When the pressure is taken off inside the house, it's it immediately... Cools goes to the boiling point and absorbs any heat that's in the house. We then take it outside. We get rid of the heat. We then put it under pressure, turn it back into a liquid, bring it into your back into your house to start the process over again. Hey, hey George, Robbie just put her hand over her head and started waving. Like, so can I do this with a bottle of water? Why can I only do it with a bottle of soda? No. Well, because when you do it with a bottle of soda, there's carbon dioxide gas along with your whatever your liquid flavor is. And that's going to add the pressure inside the bottle. 
Usually, if you just did it with water, you could take a bottle of water and put some nitrogen gas in there or some kind of compressed gas. Could she do it with soda water? Is what's going to hurt me? You could do it with soda water. Same thing. Yeah, that's carbon dioxide gas mixed with water. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Same thing. So is it going to take off the shelf, Robbie? Is it going to explode on me? Yeah. No, it's not going to explode. It's just going to instantly turn to ice in the bottle. You'll probably get some some foaming that's going to come out the top of the bottle. So maybe do it over a sink or what. So I have to get it really cold. Right, but not right before it freezes. Right before it freezes. Like, how am I going to know when it's right before it? Just check it. Well, it'll be, you know, if your freezer uh, set you, at minus one, you, it'll yeah, be you two hours. Yeah, you can shake it and look at it a little bit. That's <laughs> called that's called subcooling. In other words, the temperature of that liquid is colder than it should be for the pressure that it's under. So when you take the pressure off of it, it's going to change state. And it's going to turn to ice. Boom. I wonder how many listeners are going to go okay. give that a try because it's a pretty Lots. cool experiment. Yes. It really <laughs> is. Thank you. All right, hey George, we got another phone call okay. to get to. Thanks, buddy. All right, just okay. before you go there, hang on, hang on. Just for... oh. thanks, George. Just oh. before you go there, okay. yep. Paul Clark. Yep. Paul Clark. Bye. The Paul Clark typed in. He's like, uh, if you pass water vapor through a water heater, do you still get hot water vapor? <laughs> so Bob writes back. Of course, Bob jumped on that one. Sure. What you get is a good reason to leave immediately and call the first responders. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Paul and Bob. This is awesome. Uh, James from Kenosha. You're on Mighty House. Yeah, I do have a question about the drip rail that you were talking about under uh, siding uh, or under Tyvex, and when you have siding uh, applied on a wall. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, if if the siding job is done correctly uh, with Tyvex, uh, there should be a drip rail down there. Is that what you're saying? You still no. Even if your Tyvek is right, you want a drainage plane. So what you're doing is you're holding the siding off the wall by using furring. And obviously, if you used wood furring, the wood would rot over time. So a lot of companies now make plastic furring uh, that's fairly inexpensive, and it just holds the siding off, so it cannot trap water. Right, and, and just gives it a place okay. to run down now, and out. Now, if they didn't do this, uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm 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 was positive there's no furring on these walls, but this sure. is a condominium complex, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to have a, a roofer re-roof part of the roof uh, where we have had a problem before. There is Tyvex, like I say, underneath the vinyl siding. What we were going to do is uh, go with the ice and water shield all the way up the roof and have them mm-hmm. tuck it under the siding. Now, maybe mm-hmm. instead of under the site, just under the siding, you should do it under the Tyvex. Would that be better? Correct. Yes. Yes. Under the Tyvex. Okay. So you may have to pull so the bottom course of siding of loose. Stripping from the, from the Tyvex. So exactly. And that's right. why after re-roofs, you get a lot of water infiltration from sidewalls. Now, vinyl siding doesn't necessarily require the, the, the strips, the furring strips. And the reason being is that vinyl siding is not supposed to be nailed tight to the wall. So you may not have that big of an issue with vinyl, but when you use hardy plank siding or wood lap siding, cedar, or anything like that, that's going to get nailed tight to that Tyvek, and that's what really causes your problem. Yep, yep. So, right. So, I mean, basically, the, our problem is in the wintertime, this is a, a north-facing wall, dormer, if you want to call it a dormer, 
and uh, snow piles up against there, and then mm-hmm. you get the thawing and freezing, and we have yeah. a little bit of moisture come down through in that case. Yep. So, yeah, so that's, that's why you want that ice and water why shield. why we talk. want to try to get this ice and water shield under the uh, Tyvek down. You got yes. it, James. Perfect. Uh, All right, we got to take a break. I appreciate the phone call. Okay. All right, we'll be All back right, right after this with Clutter Clarity next. You are listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Just saying it. That's what makes it a little more difficult. You want me to play something there? This woman. Uh, Electrical. Carpentry. It's a load bearing booster. Gardening. Flooring. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877 711 5611 and get advice from the experts. How much wood? Hammers. Nails. Screwdrivers. (laughs) Cleaners. You okay, Andrew? What happened there, brother? It was a call. I was just, I missed it. You can have a gazillion topics. I'm sorry about that. I'm going to edit it out lag. of the podcast. Oh, it'll sound perfect on the podcast. I oh, know. I will cut it out of the podcast. It'll be perfect on the podcast. Yeah. Time He's, warp it so it's he, he is suffering from jet lag. So how, how many hours behind is Bogota, Colombia? It's the same as Chicago. It's just I slept <laughs> like two hours last night. And I pulled an all-nighter on the way there, too. <laughs> there you go. That's how you do it right there, Robbie. See? Say nice. something really fast in Spanish. Uh, hola, me llamo Andres. Uh, tengo 17 años y uh, soy de Chicago en uh, los Estados Unidos. Y me encanta no. practicar mi español. Y uh, me gustaría... That is not how you say something really fast. <laughs> What? Okay, your so name he's... is Andrew. You're 24 years old. No, 17. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm 17 years old. I like to practice my Spanish, and I appreciate. I would like to get more opportunities to do that, essentially. And I'm from Chicago. Mm. That's not what she asked you to say. She asked me to say, say something. You said rel- me Say something to the to, to the no, conversation. Say speed. Something really fast. Something oh, really Spanish fast. Words. Something <laughs> really uh, fast. Three words. Una cosa que uh, está rápido. There you go. See, now you've done that it. That is fast. Yeah. So you got you. Do you have a clutter clarity? Come on, didn't you ever go to the spelling bee and win all the time? Because all I have to do is, can you spell it? Sure, it. It. Oh, oh my god! Same logic. Exactly. <laughs> all right, clutter clarity time. You got it. It's uh oh. You know, if you want to sign up for the Klein Tool of the Month, you got you got a chance right now. Call eight seven 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 one one five six one one. And you'll have a chance. You'll enter into the Klein Tool of the Month. It's a Tradesman Pro Tough Box Cooler, 48 quart. And uh, you can check it out on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, if you want to see what it looks like. Do the like. hustle. And it's uh, about a $150 cooler, so it's it's really, really good cooler. Uh, okay. who it, Who's sponsoring the Clitter Clarity? The Hustle. No, no, and no. And Mr. Floor. Mr. Floor and Mr. Hustle. Is that what you're saying? Oh, look at that. Now you now she broke it, Andrew. It it's a broken. <laughs> Gotta hate this keyboard. Okay. Are we ready? Do 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 you have a disarrangement disorder can't seem to get that jumbled hodgepodge pile of chaos in one place maybe it's time for a little disposal a little cleanup a little eradication evacuation liquidation and purgeification here's robbie with a tip on how to put some neatness into your disorder this is clutter clarity on mighty house 
It's, it's the new Robbie disheveled look. Mm-hmm. Don't you have something to say? Huh? Don't you have something to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think so. I had to do that last week. She had to What I What I can tell you is Clutter Clarity is powered by Mr. Floor. Mr. Floor cleaning products are all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. So today's topic is the end of the school year. And I was going to talk about what to do with your children's backpacks and schoolwork and so on. And as I was going through the internet looking for things that I agree with, um, I found a website called rachelrosenthal.com and she had some really great, she basically, I'm going to say what she said because she said it so well. Okay. So getting organized at the end of the school year. What happens is for a lot of people at the beginning of the school year, I'm in their homes and they pull out the backpacks and you know what's in there? What's in the backpack? In September? Last year's lunch. Yes. <laughs> Gym clothes, money, permission slips. Ooh. You know, Money and permission slips don't smell as bad as last year's lunch. Or yeah, clothes. food. It's disgusting. So, you know, kids come home and everybody is relieved that the school year is over. So they just throw the stuff, you know, under their bed, in the closet, wherever. And then comes September and everybody's searching and say, oh, we need school supplies. Where's last year's? I don't know. Do we need a new backpack? I don't know. Do you still have the um, SpongeBob notebook from last year? Do you want the SpongeBob? You know, so this is what you need to do. Clean out those backpacks and lunch boxes. Take out any paper to be sorted through, clothes and toys that should go back into your kid's room. Um, and, and this person said they found a sock in a lunch box one time. Sure. And makes uh, sense. clean them. Wash those backpacks, lunch boxes, or donate or toss. It's if, probably because the fox in the box wanted to have lunch with the socks and the. <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> eggs and ham. Okay, um, so lunch boxes, if, you know, they're going into maybe from grade school to high school and they don't need lunch boxes anymore, go through all that school stuff, donate what you don't use, and then store place, store them in a place where you'll remember where it is, but you don't need to have it in the mud room because, or wherever, because you're not going to be tripping it over for the next three months. Paperwork. This is a big thing. Okay, the year is over. So if you find that you have a pile of paperwork on your desk, that's permission slips, that's a room schedule, that's, you know, teachers, phone numbers, things like that, you don't need it anymore. When your child is 30 years old and you're moving and I'm going through your stuff 
and I find, you know, the 20, 2001 or whatever, you know, 1965 school contact booklet, please, you should have gotten rid of that 20, 30 years ago. So go throughout reading assignments, um, you know, papers that they did with grades on there. You don't need any of that stuff anymore. So please, please, please don't save it for 20 years. Get rid of it. Artwork. There's going to be lots and lots of artwork and you can sit down with your child and decide what artwork is important to them. You might be surprised something that, you know, they weren't into doing, but they had to do as an assignment. They don't care about keeping it. So you're going to keep something for again, 40 years that your child didn't even want. While you're at it, put a name on all that artwork if you have more than one child. Because I find that all the time, people will be like, somebody drew this. I don't know. If I don't even know who drew it, why do I bother keeping it? And this is, again, when the child is 35 years old, you don't know who drew, drew this. But you've <laughs> kept it for 30 years. So do it now. Get rid of it. Um, school supplies. Go through, again, all the backpacks, all the school supplies, drawers. Put aside what you can use for the next year. But, you know, if the markers are half dried up, you know, or all dried up, or you know how when you kids make markers and they squish the tip and it's not, no. You know, <laughs> review what you have, donate what you can, toss what you can, put in a nice storage bin, everything that you need. Do you want me to just keep talking over the You're, music? Just like you always do. All right. So do it now. Trust me, do it now. It's going to be so much better. It's going to take, let's say, an hour tops to go through it all. Life will be so much easier this summer. Oh, I got it. I'm done. Robbie's Hairstyle, brought to you by my pillow. We'll be back right after this. Are you kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> 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 